Hey there, Story Sister. Welcome back to the Power Your Platform podcast. In today's episode, I'm pulling up a chair to the dining room table with two ambitious and talented women who have built a national brand that's fueled by family and tradition. Oh, and the two women, they're actually sisters. Paula and Victoria Watts are co-founders of Pasta Tavola, a food company based in the Bay of Quinte region. Since starting their business in 2010, Paula and Victoria have evolved from selling fresh pastas and sauces at local farmers markets and then in their retail store to establishing a 3,500 square foot manufacturing facility and taking their brand national in 2020. In this interview, we discuss the story that's the foundation for the Pasta Tavola brand, along with what it takes to launch and grow a business that flourishes even in the midst of a global pandemic. So are you hungry for more? If so, be sure to stick around right to the end of this episode. That's when I'll be sharing my top 10 takeaways from today's interview. And I'll also be posting these same takeaways inside our Power Your Platform Facebook group. So I hope you'll join me there after the show. For now, let's cozy up to Nona's pasta table and learn about the secret sauce that's behind the success of these two incredible women entrepreneurs. Are you ready? Manja, manja. Welcome to Power Your Platform, the podcast for women who are building bold story brands. I'm your host and story coach, Carrie Ramsey. Each week, we'll explore big ideas about brand building and shine a spotlight on courageous women just like you who are owning their story, following their purpose, and changing the world. Whether you're a story starter, a story builder, or a story pro, this podcast is for you. I'll help you move your mindset from uncertain to unstoppable and provide you with the storytelling tools you need to make a real impact. Because we all have a story to tell and somewhere someone is waiting to hear yours. Join us each week for inspiring interviews, aha moments, and step-by-step action plans that will provide the framework to help you create your very own purpose-driven platform. Are you with me? All right, it's time to power up. So it's so lovely to see you both again. Welcome to the Power Your Platform podcast. It's so great to have you here. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. And there has been so much that has happened since the last time we were actually in the same room. And I can't wait to get into some of that detail as well. But for those who don't know you or Pasta Tavola, why don't you, Victoria, kick it off? Let us know a little bit about what the brand is about and how it came to be. Sure. I love talking about our brand. So Pasta Tavola, first off, means pasta table in Italian and we're Italian. And so the pasta table where we made great food is what inspired our name. And we produce a line of frozen ravioli and sauces for the retail market. In 2020, we launched our brand nationally 
But the story began really in 2010. So at that time, what happened was that Paula and I were at crossroads with our careers. Paula had been living abroad. I was working as a lawyer. I was in Belleville, um, so rural Ontario. Uh, that was over 12 years ago. Um, and I was looking for something else, a new challenge. You know, what, what do we want to do? And I was doing a lot of cooking at the time. And um, I thought, you know what, what about starting a food business? Knew nothing about food, knew nothing about business, but really I thought a new challenge, let's start a business. So I am not the, you know, culinary genius <laughs> in our family. Uh, so, and Paula was um, chefing out East at the time. And I, you know, I was talking with her and I just pitched the idea and I said, listen, like, I'm, I'm here at the time there was there was this whole movement starting with farm to table cooking and there was really very little in our in our community at the time now things have changed but at the time um, in the grocery stores it was very little convenient really good food and I said you know what I think there's a little niche here for us like why don't you come back home and let's start a business a food business and that's how it happened. And so that's that's really what happened. Paula came back. Um, the whole idea of, you know, the pasta table started to percolate, pasta tabula. And we started making uh, pasta and, and recipes in my kitchen. And we started off, you know, that way. And then um, we went to the farmer's markets, started working the farmer's market circuit a little bit. Uh, by the end of 2010, we um, had located a brick and mortar location, and along with that had a retail shop and a commercial kitchen. Um, so we started just really learning the business in that little, you know, 1,500 square foot space. And as we started, you know, working through that, um, our ravioli and our sauces were really taking off and we were getting lots of compliments on that. And we had always thought, you know, when we opened up the retail shop that we really wanted to be more than just than our retail shop. We really would love to, for the brand to, to become a brand and become a national brand. So we really, since probably 2012, really started working on just building our brand presence and finessing and, you know, be, becoming efficient in our processes, all of those things. And um, in 2020, well, actually, we, we had a facility, we expanded into a facility space. There were a couple of renovations there in the facility um, that happened between 2012 and 2020. And then in 2020, we full on, like right during the pandemic, we all eggs in one basket. And we said, you know what, we are going to go all in and launch it, launch it nationally. So within a matter of months, um, you know, we found a national um, broker and signed on with a national distributor. And in late 2020, we, um, we launched our brand. And right now we're sold across Canada in all of the provinces. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I think, yeah, and even the territories, I think I'm, I'm not sure about that, but we're, we're across Canada, we're officially a national brand. So that's incredible. So that, for, yeah, that, that, is, um, that was a dream for us. And um, we did it in, in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> you know what? That's courage, right? First of all, the whole thing started with incredible courage to say, 
sure, I'm a lawyer, but I'm going to launch a, you know, a food business. And then Paula comes on side. And then, you know, here we are fast forward. It's, I mean, let's go national during a pandemic, right? So I absolutely love the courage that you, that you women have shown is amazing. So Paula, can you tell us a little bit about the roles of the two of you within the company? Because obviously, I mean, I've already said in the intro, you were both sisters. So I'm assuming that you have to divide the roles a little bit just to um, make it through the day sometimes, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what your two roles are. Well, Pasta Tavola really is a, a dynamic duo team. And the way in which our company is set up in terms of both Victoria and myself is that we have um, sales and marketing, which is uh, mainly uh, Victoria's roles. Um, and then we also have the operations, logistics, research and development, which falls under my uh, general duties uh, and roles within the within the company. Um, although the Victoria does take the lead on the business development for the like we really do come together for those larger strategic uh, business uh, decisions or challenges gaps opportunities, um, you know, etc. And it really is important that we do so because what we bring to the table is not only, you know, our expertise and our respective, you know, uh, skill sets and our roles, but it's also a really fresh perspective um, to whatever it is that we're tackling. Um, and really, I mean, our, our skill sets and our personalities, I think, really do complement um, each other and as well as the roles that we have within, within our company. Um, you know, I mean, I, I truly believe that this company really wouldn't exist without either of those, you know, divisions of sales, marketing, um, you know, logistics that that keeps everything going and growing, you know, but also I, I really don't think that pasta tabla would exist if, you know, we, we really didn't have, you know, either Victoria or I within, within the company. Um, and, you know, while we each have our, our separate roles um, and our, in our responsibilities, we really do operate the business, you know, um, collaboratively with, you know, both with each other, as I just mentioned, as well as with, you know, the fabulous team that we have and the people that, that we work with as well. Yeah, and I think I speak for all solopreneurs when I say I'm sure everyone wishes that they had another, you know, part of, you know, someone else in the business some days for sure, just to act as a sounding board, or let's say you're having a bit of an off day, but you're the mm -hmm. only person, mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. So, I mean, hats off to the two of you, even Victoria, who came up with the idea initially, and then Paula, who jumped on board, I mean, for the two of you to say, let's do this together. So, as sisters, yeah. then, what makes it work? Because obviously, you're not just business partners, mm -hmm. you're family, you can't get rid of each other, you show up literally at the table <laughs> for family <laughs> gatherings and, and, and such. What makes it work? I mean, I can ask that to yeah. either of you who would like to chime yeah. in. I'll, um, I'll begin. But I mean, it's really, I have to say that we're really, we're, I think we're really blessed and really you know, I don't want to say lucky, but I think we're really blessed in that way. And because it's very tricky, you know, but it doesn't really, I went into business, not because it was with my sister. I went into business because 
I trusted, I wanted to build a business and a brand and I trusted my sister. It's wonderful that it is my sister. And Paula and I really do, like she said, you know, complement each other. But at our core, I think what we have is we have this ultimate trust and respect for each other. You know, when you're when you're working in a family kind of relationship, you bring a lot to the table. Like you bring so much, right? There's triggers, there's all of these things that happen. But so that's another filter, another layer that you have to deal with. And it's not easy. I mean, Paul and I, you know, we love each other, but some days we're like, oh God, you know? <laughs> I mean, we, we've had disagreements, right? So it's not easy, but I think ultimately we, we make that separation. We know that our familial relationship and our relationship with each other, even friends, you know, we're, we're friends too, supersedes like the business relationship. So we make compromises, right? We, we really make compromises. We're really, we're lucky that for the most part, we're on the same wavelength, but we do make compromises. And that's, that's something we're willing to do because we value that, um, that relationship first. Mm -hmm. And, and the only last thing I wanted to say, and I know Paula has lots to say on this too, but is, is that I, it was really important when Paula and I came together in this business that I really understood you know, had that trust, but knew the work ethic, you know, of the person I was going into business with. And I knew that she was someone that I could trust with, um, you know, with when the going got tough, I'd be able to lean on her, you know, and I knew that she wouldn't bail. And that was very important. And, mm -hmm. and I don't think, I think it doesn't matter whether it's your, your sister or friend or whomever it is, but that's really important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What's your take on that, Paula? Did you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely, you know, agree with, um, you know, a Victoria's perspective of this, which is, you know, also why, you know, we, we jive so well, we are on the <laughs> on the same page <laughs> with it. But, you know, I think also, too, um, when we started our, our business, um, I had lived abroad for for many years, right? And it, and it really, you know, was in the beginning when we were sorting through this and we were talking about the ideas for the company and, you know, the, the business and the pasta and all of this, you know, it, it really, we... It, it was a, a complicated time because we did, you know, we were working with our sisters, which is wonderful. And we were, you know, picking up a, um, on the traditions, you know, that we had inspired by our Italian family. And also, too, is that we, you know, we also needed to realize that this was a business and that this is a career for us. And as us, you know, indiv individuals, is this something that, you know, can we can we do this? while at the same time, you know, preserving, you know, our, our relationship as sisters, which above all, you know, like for us, family is, is number one. And I, I do think that, you know, we have been able to, like Victoria said, like navigate our, our way through really challenging times. And as business owners, like, you know, there's, there's lots of joy and there's lots of high points, but it's just really, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I am with my sister because she is, you know, my support. And as a business partner, you know, she is also my rock, you know? Um, and that is, you know, where, again, I, I really do agree with Victoria that it is a blessing that, you know, two 
entrepreneurial spirits who just happened to be sisters were really able to, you know, come together. And, you know, I mean, and it is wonderful. And even, you know, with the family thing, we, we had the opportunity to visit um, my, my mother's, you know, Italian side of the family. And it was, you know, where, where all of Maria's daughters, you know, making the pasta, following all the traditions, you know, and it's nice. It really yeah. is. It really is a nice yeah. experience, you know? Oh, and tradition is really at the heart of your brand. I mean, I, I've had the sauce myself. I certainly have experienced your brand myself. And anyone who's listening, if you were listening earlier as to all the provinces and territories where you can get it, make sure that you go and ask for it if you haven't already. But that idea of tradition uh, and how you've preserved it and obviously the value of family also seems to feed through the branding that you've created and the website when I go there. Victoria, can you maybe speak mm -hmm. to that a little bit in terms of um, how you did that? What are maybe even some of the thoughts you had when you started out to build this brand story? Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is, is that our our whole story is actually in our name, right? Like pasta tavola means pasta table. And for people who don't know, in every Italian household, and Paula and I are Italian, there is a pasta table. And that is where, as growing up, that's where we learned how to create really good food using simple ingredients, like literally going out the back door to the garden, picking it up, and then just creating this fabulous meal. So when we started in 2010, all of our conversations were about like, what does food mean? You know, and it always just went back to this idea of making good food and being with family and enjoying good food and how good food can elevate your life. Like those really beautiful memories we had, right? And for us, it was just kind of a natural thing. Like, of course, like this is the core of who we are. And I think what makes it so powerful is the fact that the pasta table is, it is authenticity. It's authentic to us. And people can see through, right? Like they can see through when you're being inauthentic. And I think for us, that, you know, going back to our core, our roots is, is something that, that people can identify with, right? Yeah. Um, the, you know, I mean, it's Italian, it's your Italian Nona, but frankly, like it could be your, your Polish grandmother or your Indian grandmother, right? We have so many people from cross cultures who identify, you know, or different backgrounds who identify with the pasta table. And I think there's something, I don't know, I just think there's something authentic and in, in, um, heart, you know, it's the heart, right? And so for us, we've, we really, we knew early on that that I mean, we've literally made people cry with the pasta table story, um, talking about that. And we knew that when we were building a brand, we knew that we had something. I mean, we're really lucky that it was, you know, it was so natural for us. We didn't have to create it. We didn't have to concoct it, right? That was, that was it. And um, we knew that storytelling was very important in building a brand. Um, and it was the core. So that's, you know, that's, that's past a tablet for you. Well, and I love you used a few words there, authenticity and heart and, you know, memories, which all evoke emotion and the most powerful mm -hmm. brands out there, when they tell the story, it's not just your story, as you've just said, Victoria, it's everyone's story, because everyone 
grew up, you know, no matter what the family arrangement was, there were family members, there was a place that people gathered most likely. So what are some of the emotions that you think um, that maybe even you're looking to convey through the story? And again, not because it's contrived, but because it's authentic and natural. What are some of those emotions that people feel? You said you made someone cry once. Yeah. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I mean, I also think too, like, you know, for, for us in our understanding of, of food is that really like good food really does have the power to, to elevate your life or make a moment even more memorable, um, you know, that added touch to that, you know, family gathering or that, you know, um, that, that meal you had with friends after a long time, you know, for us and, and for a lot of people that, you know, we, we speak to is that, you know, it's that common experience that, you know, that, that one meal where, it was great conversation. You just sort of had yeah, great perfection mm -hmm. everywhere. Great wine, great meal, all of that. And really for us, like we take such pride in, you know, being a, a part of those experiences for people. And even too, I mean, you know, for us is, you know, we talk about, you know, these great, you know, lavish meals and, and memories and, and all of that. But sometimes even for our, our products, like, What's great about it as well is that it could even just answer the question, what is for dinner for a busy household, you know, and it just sort of makes the day a little bit easier, a little bit brighter, um, mm. you know, so, and one of the things for us as well, and, and I mean, you know, we, we talk about the, the consumer's emotion, but I have to tell you, even for us, when we are putting out a new, a new product, like it really, like from concept to commercialization, it really is a thoughtful and an intentional process of crafting an item for people. It's not just putting something out there on the market or, you know, producing something. And, you know, for us is that we really do take pride in the customer's enjoyment and their experience you know, in, in eating our food, because we do see it as an extension of our own experiences that we've had, you know, around our own, you know, pasta table or our own, you know, dinner tables. Yeah. And that's a beautiful picture that you just painted, uh, Paula, which is the idea of your brand as an experience. And again, we know that that's what people are looking for, um, you know, especially when the celebrations were all taken away from us for, for quite a long time, mm. the family gatherings, how do we then recreate, you know, celebration? How do we recreate an, an experience at our own table, even if it's just our immediate family? So I think that that is beautiful, what you, that picture that you've just painted. And I understand, um, Victoria, I think you and I have spoken at one time that you actually have the table, the uh, original table mm. now. Is that, is that true? It's back in Canada? So, is that yeah. So, the, you know, we just had this really beautiful experience, Paula and I. So we, um, we have actually located the original pasta table and it actually still sits in my grandmother's house. So let's just, I'm just going to set the stage. So my grandmother passed many years ago um, and um, her house, she ended up, her house was sold to one of her nieces, but the entire block is a block of all of her nieces. So when they moved to the neighborhood, it was my grandmother. And then next door to her was one of her nieces. And then next door to that was a niece and that, you know, so 
the niece purchased the house to kind of come back to, you know, that kind of neighborhood, right? So we have a whole block of Ferronis in Sault Ste. Marie. And we hadn't been back to the house, I mean, since we were little, right? So when we found out, we, my cousin had called her parents now, um, been, you know, have passed. And she said, you know, I have the pasta table. <laughs> it's sitting downstairs in the same place that it's always sat. And, we, and so it was just so funny because we work with, we have marketing people that are on our team and we were telling them this and oh my goodness, they were, they couldn't believe it, right? They were like, this is just key. This is golden, you know, branding opportunity, right? <laughs> Where it all began, right? So that's, yeah, But that's we, um, we said, okay, you know what? We're, we're yeah, so we said, you know what, like, we're going to go and pick up the pasta tables. So this past weekend, it was Paula and myself, and my daughter who kind of documented it on her, you know, on her iPhone. And we went up to Sault Ste. Marie. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful, because mm -hmm. it was so real. It was so we got to see Nona's house again. And I mean, I'm out of all of my sisters, I'm the one who, who probably has the most vivid memories being the oldest, right. Um, and um, so it, you know, pretty well was preserved, like the house hadn't changed very much, but there was the pasta table in the same place, you know, um, with the, you know, the, the last supper painting on the wall. You know, kind of <laughs> and I remember playing on that pasta table. I remember going down and pretending I was making meals and, and, you know, playing on it and, and Nona, when we'd have all our meals in the basement, this was her second kitchen, right? That it sat in there, like we would use it to roll out dough and, all of these things right so it was wonderful it was a wonderful um you know it was wonderful going back and and talking about the memories right talking about the big parties we used to have down in the basement and looking at the cantina and the smell still being there you know and looking at the the pasta table and the pasta board that went on top of it the patina that's in in the pasta board you know and talking about that like looking at the old rolling pins, like all of these things, mm -hmm. it was, um, it was really beautiful. And, and that's, yeah. you know, that's, for us, that's, um, that's like a direct connection to what we do. Um, so anyway, we, we documented it, we picked it up, it's back at home. Not wow. sure what we're going to do with it yet, but it's pretty iconic. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's quite short. So none of us were like, what are, how can we, <laughs> it's quite short. My Nona was a short lady. So, you know, there's not, there's not a, we're, we're taller, but um, yeah. So that's, that's what happened. So we, we took three days and we went up to Sault Ste. Marie and recouped the pasta table. So it's officially with us now. Well, and you said that the, the table itself was iconic, but honestly, the story itself is iconic. And I wonder if your Nona even had any idea at the time when she was working at that table that here we are, you know, decades later and uh, her legacy lives on as well mm. as, you know, the recipes and mm. those before her, I'm sure she received those recipes from others as well. So, I mean, she would be so proud. I'm sure she is proud. And it's, it's an amazing mm. that, legacy that you two are continuing. And I'd love to hear you tell the story because it really, I mean, it shines through um, in your voice and and your energy so mm -hmm. you know you're in the right place doing the right thing when you can have that kind of energy talking about your brand let me just say mm -hmm. <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> so let me ask you a question from a business point of view and I don't know who wants to answer this one but 
I mean, what's your secret sauce? No pun intended here. I mean, you both have been, you've been in business for quite some time now, again, as sisters. Why do you think that your business is still growing strong, stronger than ever, in fact, while some others sometimes, you know, fall by the wayside? What is, you know, maybe that secret sauce the two of you have? Well, I think... Uh, Victoria had had mentioned earlier, you know, the, the whole the story and the timeline of Pasta Tabla. And one of the things that, you know, we we really have always done. I mean, we've done we've done many, many different things. But I think for us is that we are, you know, continuously evolving and pivoting and learning and adjusting accordingly. And that has been really important for us to really hone in on some key aspects of our of our, our business, of what it is that we do, what is it that you know we don't do, who is it that we are, and and so on. Um, you know, and also too, I mean, you know, resilience. Owning a, a business and and you know, we often say this in you know, to, to each other when we speak to, you know, other entrepreneurs is that people always say, you know, owning, when we first started, a lot of people would say, owning a business is, you know, difficult. And you're like, yeah, of course. Yes, yes, I could understand that. But it really is not until you fully live the experience that you really do, you know, come to terms with, you know, who you are as a person, how strong you are, building up resilience, which is so important, especially as what, you know, we've learned over this past year is that, you know, something could just come up like a pandemic and you're going to have to weather, <laughs> apparently, um, and you're just going to have to, you know, weather that, that storm and just stay focused and, you know, work through it and pivot and adjust, right? Those are the things that I that I do find have been, you know, especially like I said, over the past couple of years, really important for for our business. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, also too, one of the things that that we we also are are quite you know fortunate and, and blessed to have is really the support um, both with with our community, um, you know, a network of, of wonderful mentors and supports, um, as well as, you know, the support of our, of our family, um, you know, our, our husbands, our friends, and that really too has been, has been great. Incredible. Mm -hmm. I think, Victoria, I think, yeah, sorry. I, I, um, I think too, Oh, there's so many things to add, like what, what, you know, how is it that we got here? But I think right now the ecosystem, especially for female entrepreneurs is just so like rich, right? And we've been really lucky to, um, and we've actively sought out like networks of people who can help and support us. And I think it's really important. It's really important to recognize your limitations, I think, as business owners and because you're always learning, right? And no one can know everything. Um, and so I really think that's important part. And Paula and I are very much like learners you know, we believe in, as we build our organization too, that it's a learning organization. And I think, I think asking for help, there's no shame in that, you know, and I think now 
the opportunity <laughs> to do that, especially if you're a female entrepreneur. I think there's great opportunities for you to, to network. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've been lucky that we've, we've surrounded ourselves or been able to network with people who want to help us, who believe in the brand um, and have the skills that, you know, that we don't. Um, the other thing I think it's important is, is that I, we always try to see everything as an opportunity. So even in a pandemic, I think there's opportunities, right? And it really is, a lot of it is mindset and um, it really is being on top of that mindset too, right? Because it's so difficult. It's so difficult um, being an entrepreneur and putting yourself out there. Yeah. But um, I think I think that's key too, right? Well, that's all such excellent advice from the both of you. So let me ask, do, are there any other women entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general that you might look to, whether it's as role models or inspirations, whether or not you've met them? Mm. You mentioned mentorship, but I was just wondering if there are any other, you know, people that you look to who inspire you? Mm. Well, you know, I mean, from my perspective, Carrie, like you're one of those women, right? And I've told mm -hmm. you this before that, you know, I mean, true, true. you do incredible things. Um, and I think you and I too, like we both work for organizations that support entrepreneurs and, and um, there's such inspiration. There's so many women out there doing incredible things. Right. And who have resilience and have shown resilience, especially during this time. Mm. Um, so for me, I mean, there's not anything in particular, right? Like, I mean, I, there's some big people that I'm like, oh, you know, like, I love what Oprah, Oprah's doing, you know, like, <laughs> I love, you know, Arlene Dickinson, like there's those, those big names, right? But I mean, really, just looking around in our, in our community, there's incredible mm -hmm. women incredible things, you oh, know, yes. and that's an inspiration for us. And we always say like, someone's doing it. So why can't, why can't we, mm. you know, and that's kind of been our mantra. I think all along. I love that. I love that. Exactly. Paula, yeah. do you have any thoughts, yeah. anyone, anyone that inspires you or, you know, whether it's in the community mm. or outside the community, like who do you look to? Um, well, I mean, many, I mean, and, and, and I do, you know, I, I do find that we are quite, um, you know, fortunate to be, you know, linked into, to, you know, quite a few um, business organizations when, when it's, you know, with regards to, you know, how we can um, grow our business and, and et cetera. But, you know, there are also just a, a couple of, of other, you know, women in, in particular that, you know, I have connected with um, during, during COVID and, and, you know, their focus really is on, um, you know, wellness and personal wellness. And for me, I find that's really, you know, inspiring because you have, you know, these women who are also trying to, you know, keep their head above water and, and run businesses. And here they are, you know, being able to, and, and being open to, you know, 
taking on, you know, the challenges of, of other women and just helping and educating them on, you know, ways in which they can grow and, and sharing their, their knowledge as well. Um, in terms of business related, I mean, I, I do have to say, and I, and I know that, you know, we, we touched upon this many times, but I also find, you know, like my, my sister Victoria is an incredible inspiration for me. And also as a, you know, as a, as a business partner and going back to our earlier conversation about, you know, like, how is it working with, you know, my, my sister and really, it really is quite inspirational. I mean, we, we have this dynamic where, you know, if one of us is, you know, riding a high, but the other one is sort of down in the dumps, it's like, you know, we, we, we just raise each other up. And that is really what, you know, I, I do think it, it really is all about. And, um, you know, with a lot of female entrepreneurs, I love it that, you know, you could be in whatever business, whether it's food or, or any other business, but we're, we're all, you know, looking to raise each other up and learn so much from, you know, other businesses or how they're, mm -hmm. they're operating in the same, you know, sort of ecosystem that, that we, that we find ourselves in. Well, and what I've heard you both say at some point in this conversation today is that you've both been given the gift of each other. And I think that's really an incredible gift because uh, there's a lot of people listening right now who, you know, wish that they had that sort of um, collaborator, mm -hmm. partner in crime, partner in business mm -hmm. and in life as well, which is so, so beautiful to hear you both put it into your own words. So let me ask, is there a project that you're working on right now that maybe you want to tell us about? What is something maybe that's new mm. or coming up mm -hmm. uh, within Pasta Tavala? Well, I'll, I'll begin. We have, we've just launched our certified plant-based and non-GMO project verified ravioli. And this was a project that had been um, going on for, you know, a couple of years in R&D and it's finally come to fruition. Uh, we're just launching it now. We're in the middle of it now. So I feel it's, it's pretty brand new um, and it's still rolling out. So that's one of our biggest kind of our newest creation, our newest innovation. Um, and uh, Paul is working on a bunch of things. Yeah. So um, actually, just uh, prior to this this podcast, I was just putting away some <laughs> some items. So I maybe <laughs> there may be some residue on my shirt. Um, but uh, we're we're actually working. Um, so I'm I'm currently working um, in in partnership. Our pasta tablets working in partnership with. Um, the Loyalist College Center for Natural Products, um, which is really, has just been really cool. I don't know how else I can say this. Um, it's really like we're working with uh, a fabulous team there to collaborate on a new line of pasta tablet products that are, without getting too much into detail, um, uh, that are, you know, just really on trend with the way in which sort of our, our post-COVID, um, you know, consumer needs are really sort of, you know, pointing towards the, the clean sort of healthy food, food options. Um, what I really find exciting, you know, about this is that um, we're, you know, we're working to take something that is very traditional, like, a, you know, a pasta product, 
but we're really, you know, looking to delve into ways in which we can we can innovate and create something that is, you know, um, inspired by you know our Italian our Italian you know heritage, but at the same time is you know quite new and and different. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for yes. the next big announcement. That's super exciting. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear what you come out with next because everything that's been up to this point has been out so outstanding. So you've just left us hungry for more, Paula. And so we do know something's coming up and we'll look forward to that. So as we wrap up, let me ask, uh, Victoria, maybe you can let us know where do we go to find out more about Pasta Tabla? For someone who's listening right now, where do you want them to go? So you want check out um, www.pastatavala.ca that's our website you can learn all about us our story and then also check us out on instagram and facebook at pastatavala or ham our handle there um, and locally we're found in most of the grocery stores in our area in belleville um, but you know you can go online and check us out on the maps there and uh, you know put your coordinates in and there you go and we keep adding to it. So I love it so much. So we'll definitely put those uh, coordinates as well into the show notes for this podcast. So if people missed it while they were walking the dog or who knows, even cooking, maybe <laughs> they can go to the show notes and click and go straight there. I do want to thank both of you, Victoria, Paula, thank you so much for taking time out of what is an incredibly busy time for you both right now and has been a challenging year, but you're both still smiling and you're, you're both still feeding the people. And for that, we thank you. So thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Paula and Victoria Watts. Is anyone else hungry for a heaping bowl of delicious ravioli? If so, be sure to ask for Pasta Tavola at your local grocery store. You can also learn more at pastatavola.ca. And now, just in time for dessert, here are my top 10 takeaways from today's interview. Number one, be brave and believe you can do hard things. Number two, compromise is an important part of any successful partnership. Number three, build a brand that's flavored with authenticity. Number four, identify the core values of your brand because they will become your foundation. Number five, be thoughtful and intentional when crafting your brand identity. Number six, take pride in the customer experience you deliver. Number seven, Commit to continuous learning. Number eight, resilience is at the heart of any long-lasting brand. Number nine, surround yourself with people who raise you up. And number 10, always be innovating. Thanks so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow, rate, and review Power Your Platform on Apple Podcasts. And thanks to every one of you who has been sharing this podcast out to your friends and colleagues. We really do appreciate it. Until next time, keep owning your story, following your purpose, and raising your voice. 
because the world is waiting to hear your story. 